everybody, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the weekend, well, the pre-weekend Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. It's not the weekend yet. Still a little bit chilly. Most of the snow has melted off the ground. The Pirates got swept by the Brewers. I don't see how anybody could be surprised that the Pirates got swept from the Brewers, because if you've been listening to the podcast, I've told you on many occasions that this lineup is not good. You know, we know the lineup's not good. The first baseman, Yoshi, I told you that he's not that good. I mean, he had a good run last year, but if you look at the whole body of work, he's not that good. We know that Van Meter is not that good. He had a couple good games in the Washington series, but I mean, he's not that good. He's certainly not a good leadoff hitter. Um, I mean, go up and down the line. We don't really have a second baseman at this point. I don't know still to this point, and I don't know if you can know, if Diego Castillo is going to be exposed with a lot of at-bats, like some of the guys in the past, like Philip Evans and Rodolfo Castro are the guys that we usually mention. We don't know. Um, we don't know if Michael Chavis would be exposed with more at-bats. But those guys have at least shown flashes of playing okay to where you could play Chavis at first if you wanted to. Um, and you could play um, Diego Castillo at second if you wanted to. And then you could just have Yoshi and Van Meter take turns playing DH if you're tired of seeing Yoshi all day. You know, if you're tired of seeing Yoshi take a strike right down the middle with, with runners in scoring position. You know, if you're tired of seeing Yoshi hit zero home runs this year. You know, and if you're looking at Van Meter's, you know, 210 lifetime batting average and really only that one good year where he hit 30 home runs... You know, you could do that. Either way, that's not the reason this team is bad. I mean, the team is bad because the whole team is bad. Kevin Newman is a good th- good shortstop defensively, can hit, you know. Um, we know that Key Brian Hayes is one of the best players in baseball. And we know that Brian Reynolds is a very, very good player um, who had a career year last year. So if he takes a step back this year, we're not going to be shocked. You know, he might take a slight step back, but he's still a very, very good player. And other than that, we don't have any outfielders. You know, I mean, Alfred might come back. Um, unfortunately, that guy we got from the Yankees, um, Greg Allen, he was looking great in the spring. And then, you know, he tweaked his um, his hamstring. But Jesus, we didn't think he was going to be going this long just because he was trying to get to, to home. I mean, uh, it's crazy. Now, Alfred might actually be up in the lineup today, you know, so it's another outfielder because we've been playing infielders in the outfield, whether it be Diego Castillo, whether it be um, guys who shouldn't even be in the major leagues like Hoy Park or Cole Tucker, um, at least put outfielders out there. I mean, I don't know why we signed that outfielder that used to be with Houston if we're not going to play him in the outfield, if we're still going to play infielders in the outfield, but that's a whole different thing. I mean, you could... You could say that the manager is bad and you wouldn't be wrong about that because this manager doesn't seem to know what the heck he's doing, but he also has very little to work with, you know? Um, But, you know, Mitch Keller yesterday, it's just a start, you know? I mean, people just, I've never seen so much back and forth on the internet, um, or at least on Twitter, about one start by a guy with a six ERA. But Mitch Keller, apparently he's a lightning rod. You know, like people like to talk about him one way or another. 
He had a good start yesterday. And I just said that, hey, he had a really good start. He had one mistake. And, you know, the home run was really all that he gave up. And then they pulled him with 75 pitches just to save his arm. Uh, but people went nuts, man. Like, what do you mean he, he made a mistake? You know, they don't want to admit that he even made a mistake. Well, he threw a ball middle in. The guy turned on it and hit a mammoth home run. Oh, yeah, but it was off the plate, blah, blah, blah. I mean, yeah, it was off the plate. But if you're going to throw in, you want to throw it high or low, or you want to throw it a little further inside. You know, if you're going to throw it middle in to a guy that's standing off the plate, he's going to be able to turn on it. That's a hot spot for a lot of um, hitters with quick hands. You know, a lot of guys that – some guys like to extend their arms to hit home runs, and some guys some guys like it in inside a little bit, you know, in their hot zone. And, yeah, most guys like it to catch, you know, the center of the plate. But just because it's not a strike doesn't mean it's not a mistake. Now, whether it was a mistake or not doesn't really matter. I mean, we're still talking about a guy with a career ERA of six and a ERA this year of, like, 626. And he had a good game, you know? I mean, give props to that. He had a good game. But lots of guys have good games. It doesn't really mean anything other than he had a good game. It doesn't mean he's going to have a good season. I mean, just yesterday, guys that had good games, um, the Guardians had a pitcher, McKenzie, that went 4.1 innings, got four strikeouts, only gave up one hit. You know, that guy had a good game. Is he a household name? Not really, you know. Um, who else had a good game yesterday? Uh, the Padres pitcher had a good game yesterday. Um, it was Mackenzie Gore, uh, a guy that is a good prospect. And this is a guy that is probably ranked a lot higher than Mitch Keller. I mean, he's a lefty. He's only 23 years old. He had a really good game. You know, he got strikeouts. He got swings and misses. His whip was low. Like, you know, these are guys that are, I mean, just you know, either on the same level or better than Mitch Keller. So we don't need to freak out about Mitch Keller. The Orioles and A's both had guys with good games yesterday. The A's had a guy named Jeffries, who has a 117 ERA right now. And this is the A's, you know, the team that pretty much dumped everybody. He's the same age as Keller. Um, his career ERA is only a 362, and his ERA this year is a 117. So obviously much better than Mitch Keller, you know? And then the Orioles yesterday had Lyles. And this is a guy that I remember has been around for quite a while. Um, he's got a 519 ERA. He's 31 years old. But yesterday he pitched very well. Five innings, no runs, six strikeouts. You know what I'm saying? It happens that guys have good games. We don't need to overreact or underreact about it. It just is what it is. And this is just one day, you know. The Rays had a guy that had a good game yesterday, Rasmussen. You know, he's been around for a while. Um, he came out, pitched okay, but his ERA is 5.25 this year, which is higher than, which is better than Keller's, you know. Um, but nobody's saying that he is the greatest pitcher, you know, to ever like walk on the earth. Um, so there was a lot of that. The Diamondbacks had a good pitcher yesterday. Um, Kelly threw six innings, one earned run. He's got an ERA this year of 0 0.59. You know, he's 33 years old. He's been around for a while. But his career regular season ERA is 413, much better than Mitch Keller's. 
My point is, Mitch Keller had a good start. He's not the best pitcher in the world. He's not the worst pitcher in the world. But we don't need to overanalyze the start, whether it was a bad pitch or a good pitch. It doesn't really matter, you know? I mean, the Brewers don't have the best lineup in the world. The Brewers are known as a team with great pitching, uh, fantastic starting pitching, and a pretty good bullpen. They got Josh Hader to close things out. Um, But yeah, their problem is they haven't hit, which is the problem with they haven't done well in the postseason in recent years. But the Brewers won 95 games last year. The Pirates won 61. And the Pirates didn't go out and sign anybody. So, I mean, if you were thinking that this series was going to go differently, my, my only question is, why would you think that, you know? Like, why would you think that um, the Brewers, who won more than 30 more games than you last year, are going to win this game, are not going to win the game, or whatnot, you know? I mean, I'm not surprised that they got swept by the Brewers. They get swept by the Brewers a lot. I mean, the Brewers have pretty much owned the Pirates since, I don't know, since as long as I can remember at Miller Park or whatever you want to call that park. You know, I went to that park a few years ago, and I don't know if they had the retractable roof at the time. I don't know if that's something that was added on. I don't know if it's a whole new ballpark. I mean, it was 2005 when I went there, so it was when I lived in Chicago. So God knows, I don't pay that much attention to the ballparks. I just don't remember the Brewers getting a a new ballpark since 2005, but maybe they got a retractable roof, you know? But I mean, yeah, it is what it is, you know? Um, The team is not that good, though. Um, Could Mitch Keller improve? Well, he's got a six-something ERA. I'm sure he could improve. Could JT Brubaker improve? Well, he's got like a seven ERA. I'm sure the guy could improve, you know? Um, But there are other guys. Now, last time um, he went out, uh, the pitcher we got from the Marlins gave up a grand slam, I believe, Thompson. Um, Now, he's a decent pitcher, but, I mean, that was against a good lineup. And, you know, the guy got it pretty nice, you know. So it happens. I mean, these guys are not Cy Young Award candidates. You know, these are guys that we're hoping will be number three pitchers. Some of them look like number five pitchers on some days. You know, I mean, Mitch Keller has the ERA of a number five pitcher, you know, and he's got the upside of a number five pitcher until he puts it together, you know, for several games in a row. As we just showed you, anybody can have one good game and anybody can look good for a period of time and then look bad for another period of time, which is why you got to look at the whole ball of wax, which is why you don't overreact to Yoshi having a good streak last year and you don't overreact to Van Meter having a good couple games this year, you know, and we're not overreacting to how the players are doing in the minor leagues so far this year. But my point is that this is a year that this rebuild was supposed to take a step forward. You know, we keep talking about the future. We keep saying how that these guys are young, like Hudson Heads stinks, but he's young, you know. Um, He's only 18 or whatnot at the time or 19. We could say that um, Tanaj Thomas stinks, but he's young. Well, you know what? After a while, these guys aren't that young anymore. You know, Travis Swaggerty certainly isn't that young anymore. And I went over like on Twitter just how these guys are hitting. And, you know, some people were considering Swaggerty to be like a guy you could count on. I never really understood why other than he was a number one draft pick, because ever since he's been drafted, 
he hasn't done anything. He didn't, he didn't bat well his first year out of college in A-ball, which was disappointing because he's a college hitter. You know, you expect him to do well in A-ball, especially as a number one pick. Well, Swaggerty's batting 180 this year, you know, in AAA. So there's guys that just like, oh, it's his time. You know, if he didn't get hurt, he would already be up with the team. Well, that doesn't mean anything being up with the team. You actually have to produce once you're up with the team. And do we have any reason to think that Travis Swaggerty will produce once he's up with this team? I mean, he might, you know, anything could happen. I always say that. But based on what we're seeing and based on his body of work since he was drafted, you know, he's basically Cole Tucker, a guy that was drafted high and hasn't hit, you know? I mean, so if you're expecting him to be better than Cole Tucker, I mean, in some ways he'll be better than Cole Tucker if his shoulder's healthy. He'll be a better outfielder than Cole Tucker. He probably plays well enough to be a center fielder. Now, his arm might not allow him to be a corner outfielder anymore. So if you're going to bring Swagger, and I don't think Swaggerty's a regular, probably what you bring him up, um, he's, he just gives um, you know uh, the center fielder a blow once in a while. He gives Brian Reynolds a break once in a while because Reynolds is probably only going to play 142 games this year. You know, So he's going to need somebody stepping in for him and... None of the guys we have on our team right now can play center field. So if that's where they have Swaggerty penciled in, you know, as their fifth outfielder, um, the guy who gives your center fielder or fielder a blow, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, he's not, he's probably not going to hit because he hasn't hit since we drafted him. And we're talking about the minor leagues. And now the guy's, what, 24 years old? You know, we're talking about the minor league. If he's only hitting 180 in the minor leagues, what do you expect him to do against major league pitching? Um, O'Neill Cruz. Now this guy is a lightning rod. We know that he's a boom or bust guy. He got really hot for a short period of time, just like, um, Yoshi, you know, <clears throat> obviously he's younger than Yoshi. So he has more upside than Yoshi, but I mean, that just is what it is. That's when he got hot right at the end of the year when people were watching him, they brought him up to triple A. He got home runs in five out of his first six games then he got a home run in the major leagues, and then he had a couple of big home runs in the spring this year, including one that landed on a roof that got everybody excited. But the fact is, O'Neill Cruz in AAA this year, even though everybody had a fit when they sent him down, he's only batting 175 in AAA, so there's no reason to think that he would be batting any better than that in the major leagues. So, I mean, Sherrington, you know, he made the right move there. You know, he's not ready. He's still got to figure out, you know, how to handle certain pitches. You know, I mean, from what I hear, from what Phil is telling me that goes, you know, watches the games and sees the games sometimes, this guy travels around a lot, is that he's really hurting with the breaking ball right now. You know, maybe it's because he got the home run off that low pitch or off those two low pitches and maybe he thinks he could hit anything that's low. Um, but for whatever reason, you know, he's batting 175, he's striking out, he's flying out, he's grounding out. Um, 175 is not good for O'Neill Cruz, and that is not going to get you um, the ticket to the major leagues. You know, he's got to step up and he's got to start hitting better. Um, Cannon Smith Nigma is a guy that we thought also could be. Um, he's more of a corner outfielder probably, although he's athletic, he's a little bit, um, he's a, I don't know what you would say. Like he's a little bit, um, he's not chunky, but he's just like stocky, right? 
So, I mean, you wouldn't think of Smith Nigma as a center fielder, although he's a good runner. He's probably like your fourth corner outfielder. Um, hopefully, you know, we don't think he's as good as Ben Gamble just yet. Uh, and I'd rather just keep Gamble for four or five, four years or so, you know, because you need some veterans on this team. But, I mean, what are we going to do with Smith Nigma then? I mean, he might just be a guy that just fizzles out and you never hear from him again. I don't know. I do know that he's batting two thirty-five in AAA, and he's got to do better than that if you're expecting to get called up into the major leagues. Now, granted, this is the Pittsburgh Pirates, and they call everybody up for extended periods of time. Kai Tom was on this team forever. Um, Cole Tucker has been on this team forever. Hoy Park has been on this team for way longer than he should be. You know, 200 at-bats of hitting under 200. So, I mean, we will see Cannon Smith Nigma at some point. But the fact that he's batting 235 in the minor leagues is not good, you know? Nick Gonzalez is batting 233. You know, in and of its own, they've only played like seven games. Not a big deal. And I don't think it's a big deal. But the problem is, you know, all of these guys together. I mean, we were supposed to be taking a step forward this year. That's the whole point of keep saying that these guys are young and we have a dearth of talent is that you expect some of them to take a step forward and you don't need to put it all on Connor Scott, you know, like you would hope that more than one guy is going to take a step forward. And here's the other thing. You could say that the pitchers are ahead of the hitters at this point of the year, but our pitchers are getting smacked around, you know, Mladzinski, he's been okay at times. He's also gotten hit around at times. Um, We have three pitchers that have really kicked ass, you know, um, Michael Burrows, um, Jared Jones, and I think there's somebody else in there somewhere, <laughs> you know, but really, I mean, the other guys are getting hit around pretty good. I mean, guys that we had tagged as, you know, organization, not just organizational pieces, but guys that might um, hit the majors sometimes, guys like Florencio, who was your minor league pitcher of the year last year. Guys like Flores that got off to a hot start last year. I mean, these guys are not taking that step forward. We're still throwing McGregor out there, and we shouldn't be. I mean, there should be somebody else that we should have in Altoona that, other than McGregor to make starts. And Altoona's got, like, what, a 3-7 and seven record this year? Greensboro's, like, 4-7. and seven. I mean, these are where your main guys are, and this is where you're supposed to be taking a step forward and this is the year that if you don't take a step forward, this, this rebuild is not looking good. And that's what people are afraid to admit. And that's why people are losing their fucking minds on Twitter. Because they don't want to admit that Ben Sherrington is not that good of a GM. And they don't want to admit that this rebuild might not be stepping forward as well as we hoped. Matthew Frazier, my boy, is batting 143 this year. I mean, I don't know if he's if he's going back to his old self um, with his swing. I don't know if he's swinging for too many home runs, you know, if he's trying to increase his launch angle. I can't imagine how a guy like Matt Frazier is batting 143 through seven games because this is a guy that hit all year last year. This is a guy that won the MVP last year. But the fact that he is taking a step backwards, you know, as you know, combined with all these other people that are taking a step backwards, it's a concern for this rebuild in its entirety. You know, in a, as a whole, it's a concern for this rebuild. Lyover Paguero, a guy that for some reason they rank really high. Prospect rankings are nonsense. They don't mean anything. 
We've seen that with everybody struggling that came up early this year, from Hunter Green to Bobby Witt, you know, to all of them, you know. All of these guys that aren't named um, Michael, well, I don't know who that guy is. The guy that the um, Tampa Bay, Wander Franco. I was thinking Michael Wander. If you're not named Wander Franco and you're a hitter that's a rookie, you've struggled so far this year. And these are big names. You know, these are all top 10 guys. So we know that, you know, these prospect lists are full of shit, you know. I mean, yeah, you give the guys a huge ceiling, but they're not necessarily going to hit that ceiling. I don't know. When are you going to hit that ceiling? Maybe 5% of the time, which is one out of 20 guys like a Wander Franco is going to hit that ceiling. And we're counting on a buttload of prospects because we didn't really sign any good free agents, you know. Um, so Lyover Paguero is a guy that is not very good defensively, you know. So I was thinking they would, and I just mentioned this like on my last podcast, they could move him to the outfield because we don't have a lot of depth in the outfield. But I don't know how good he is in the outfield either, and he's only hitting two thirty-five this year. Triolo is a good third baseman. We don't need a third baseman, so we're kind of hoping this guy might be a trade piece. But he's batting 194, you know? So even if he's playing, like, really, really good defense, probably good enough defense to play in the major leagues, Jared Triolo is hitting 194, and there's no reason to think that he would hit better than that in the major leagues. Suwinski is a guy that we got in a trade. He's hitting 250. So what is he going to hit in the major leagues if we bring him up? 225, 210. Hudson Head is a guy that was super duper young, you know, but people liked, liked him because he came over in a trade and he was listed on that guy's top 10 list at the time. It was probably the Padres. Same thing with Marcano. He was listed on a top 10 list. That doesn't mean these guys are any good. These top 10 lists are nonsense, you know. They're projects, you know. They're all prospects, and you just don't know if any of them are going to make it. But you certainly can't count on all of them making it, which if you read Rumbunter or if you read like, um, you know, Cody with a K, or even if you listen to Cody with a C, the Patanko guy, you, you're thinking that a lot of these guys are going to make it, you know? Well, a lot of them are definitely not going to make it. You know, you hope that a couple of them make it, and then you got to fill in the holes with free agents, you know, and that's where the team hasn't brought in anybody as a good free agent yet. Michael Escato is batting 195. He's got some pop. He's a big guy, but he's batting 195. I mean, if he's doing that in the minor leagues, you know, you're going to hope that he's batting better than that in the major leagues. Now, yeah, we do have guys that are off to hot starts. Uh, Cal Mitchell is off to a hot start. Mason Martin is off to a hot start. Those pitchers I mentioned are off to hot starts. And I did briefly mention Connor Scott. But there's more guys doing bad than are doing good. And this is in the minor leagues, right? And we know that our major league team stinks. And we know that the owner doesn't like to spend a lot of money. So, you know, where does this lead? You know, I think it's probably leading on the road to nowhere. I don't think Ben Charrington's doing a particularly good job. And I think that he should be on the hot seat seeing how these guys are performing. Are we going to improve going into Chicago? Well, we don't necessarily do great in Chicago. I mean, it's another... We do terrible on the road versus every single team. I don't care if it's the Reds. I don't care if it's the Cubs. 
I don't care if we're going into St. Louis or Milwaukee. We have an awful record on the road against these teams. Sometimes we play 500 at home against these teams, but we just get clobbered on the road. So is there any reason to think that we're going to turn this around with four games in Chicago, three of them day games, afternoon games, you know, like where the bleacher creatures are going to be having some beers and relaxing? Uh, I, I don't see any. It might, you know, anything could happen. We might have a good series, but I wouldn't expect a good series and I wouldn't get super upset you know, like everybody is today because we got swept by Milwaukee because you were watching and reading Rumbunter and you were thinking that this team was going to compete for a wild card. (laughs) The over-under in Vegas was 62 and a half. They're not going to compete for anything, let alone a wild card. We don't even know if they're going to finish ahead of the Reds this year. And the Reds have two wins, you know? So I don't know where we're going, you know? But just enjoy it, you know? But don't have these high expectations because it's not looking good. The rebuild is not looking good right now. The 2022 Pirates are certainly not looking good right now. You know, so just enjoy a baseball game. Drink a beer. Don't drink 10 beers. You know, don't gamble on the game just because you have those stupid make it rain commercials. That doesn't mean you have to go for your phone and place a bunch of stupid bets on DraftKings. You know, just relax, enjoy your life, and then when the baseball game's on, put it on. You don't have to have any expectations because it's the Pittsburgh Pirates, but just enjoy the game and don't spaz out because somebody said Mitch Keller had one mistake, you know? I mean, maybe it was a mistake, maybe it wasn't. To me, the fact that the guy, the ball was, it was not just, it didn't just clear the um, the wall and land in the bullpen. It was clobbered. I mean, there was a, there was a bang. When that thing hit, and I know you heard it, when that thing hit the seats, there was a bang, you know? I mean, he hit that ball hard. So you can't say it was a good pitch, you know? (laughs) That's all I'm saying, man. I mean, it was in his zone, and he didn't miss it. And Rowdy Telez is not the greatest hitter in the world, but we made him look like it in that series. So peace out. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'm sure I'll be dropping in on the weekend. In fact, Sunday... We're talking about 70-degree weather, so I'm going to be back on the deck doing this podcast. The dogs are loving you, even though they're sleeping. The devil is just heating up that pitchfork, just waiting for your ass to land down there in a few years. Peace.